I'm going to share a little bit about worship today. Mary asked me if this is a series. I don't know if it is or not. We'll see. Um, she she wanted me to be a little more definitive than that, but I told her I wasn't sure. Um, we're going to start by, you know, why worship? Why do we worship? You know, and I think sometimes people worship for a lot of different reasons. Some, well, I like to sing. I like to sing. Some people worship because it makes me feel good. Well, you know, I just, I just feel good when I worship. Some people, well, I like the songs. You know, sometimes it's the, the basis is the songs we sing or don't sing. But, you know, the, the real question is, why should, we, why should we worship? What should be the motivation that makes us want to worship? Why should we want to worship? Why worship? And so I want to look at three or four things this morning. And the first one is we worship because it's a sign of willingness to sacrifice and surrender to God. In uh, Romans 12, 1, it says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable God, which is your reasonable service. Some translations say, which is your spiritual service of worship. And it says here that, that we're to give of ourselves. So that when, when we come to worship, and not just come to worship, you know, let me say that worship is not just what we do for 15 minutes on a Sunday morning or, or an hour. You know, that's, that's part of worship. And sometimes that's so much a part of worship that we think that is worship. But that is just a corporate expression of our worship. It's not what worship is only supposed to be. It says that, you know, we're to sacrifice ourselves. So when we, we come to the Lord, we worship Him and we serve Him sacrificially. You know, we, we even sometimes during worship, let me say this, you know, you know, sometimes people raise their hands and people raise their hands for all kinds of reasons, you know, but one of the reasons could be is a sign of surrender. You know, I, I'm old enough to remember the cowboys in the old days, you know, when... Uh, you know, they come up to the guy and they come up to the bad guy and they suck a gun in his back and say, put your hands up. Why, why was that? Well, he was to surrender. So, you know, maybe, maybe one of the reasons we could raise our hands during worship is it's a sign of surrender. You know, Lord, I give up. I give up. So if that's true, then it means that worship is not just singing songs. But worship is a life sacrificially given and committed to God's will. It's a life given to him. It's a life we live. You know, it's, it's, it's something that we do for him and not just for a few minutes on a Sunday. But it's something that we live. Our life is a living sacrifice. A living sacrifice, a worship to him. And if we see it that way, then it should, it should change how we live. You know, because if worship is just a little segment on Sunday, then the rest of the time I can just do what I want. But worship is a part of sacrifice in how we live. And so it's every day. It's every day how we treat others, how we live before others, how we respond to God, and how we live for Him. In Hebrews 13, Hebrews 13th chapter, the 15th verse, it says, Therefore, by him, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. 
Let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise. There it says that praise is a sacrifice. That praise is a sacrifice. I believe it's a sacrifice because we don't always feel like it. You know, if we're, if we're saying that worship is how I live and how I surrender my life to him, you know, if we're honest, we would say, well, there's days when I don't feel like it. Things aren't going right. So what do I do when that happens? Well, we have choices. We have choices. What am I going to do? Well, I could just throw in the towel and kind of look at myself and get all upset, lament my situation, or I can remember that it's a sacrifice of praise, that I need to praise him no matter how I feel. You know, actually, worship should have nothing to do with my feelings. You know, sometimes, sometimes, well, I feel like worshiping, or I, you know, that really should be a non-factor, you know. And when we don't feel like it, we should be like David when he says, bless the Lord, O my soul. You know, he said to himself, hey, bless the Lord. Come on. You know, you got to do this. It's okay. It's okay. Even when it doesn't look good. When people aren't treating me right, when I'm discouraged, when I'm depressed, when I'm depressed, I need to at those times, maybe most importantly at those times, worship him. Worship him. And I think probably most of us can think of times when maybe we were down and things weren't going good and maybe somehow we maybe turned on, or, you know, a lot of people talk about turning on a radio and listening to worship music or or something came, you know, and you heard, and it just, it helped you. It helped you. Well, that's a sacrifice of praise, and it gets our focus off of ourselves and onto him. So I need to remember, I need to humble myself. I need to be willing to sacrifice. I need to be willing to surrender at all times. At all times. At all times, I need to be willing to praise the Lord. And there's going to be times when you won't quite feel like it. But we need to do it anyway. And then worship, maybe the most important, I didn't start with this one, but worship is because God is worthy. He's worthy. He's worth it. Worthy. Worth it. He's worth it. In Revelations, Revelations, the fourth chapter, the uh, beginning at the eighth verse. And it's it's a picture of heaven that... that uh, John had a vision of, and he said he saw the four living creatures, each having six wings, which are full of eyes around within, and they did not rest day or night. And they said, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. And whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who sits on the throne, who lives forever and ever, then 24 elders fall down before him who sits on the throne, and they worship him who lives forever and ever. And they cast their crowns before the throne, saying, you are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will they exist and were created. So we see that in heaven, what are they doing? They're saying God is worthy. You are worthy, O Lord. You are worthy. You're worthy to receive glory and honor and power. And it's interesting to me because why? Because you created all things. Interestingly, the devil wants to attack that point of God's ability to create everything. You know, it's interesting. He wants to destroy that fact that, you know, God didn't create this. There's, it just all happened. I was 
talking to somebody, I don't know, maybe there's somebody here, I can't remember, but somebody said, we were talking about something, and they said, isn't it amazing to think that all this just happened? You know, we, we were talking about eyes and how our eyes work. What a, what a coincidence that all that fell into place. And we can see, what an amazing coincidence. Isn't that something? That, you know, we just evolved into that. Why, you know, and it's just, isn't that amazing? I think it takes a lot of faith to believe that. You know, and so so we see that God is worthy. He's worthy because of who he is, because of who he is, because of what he's done, because of what he's done. In Psalms 145, verse 3, it says, Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised, and his greatness is unsearchable. Unsearchable. Great is the Lord. Isn't that amazing how great he is? You know, and he's worthy. He's worthy. And he loves you and me. Oh, you know, he's a great God. He created the universe, but he loves you and me. He loves you and me. He forgives us. He saves us from our sin. He blesses us. He gives us life and gives us life eternal. He's worth it. He's worth it. Now, if your picture of God isn't, isn't that great, and you don't see him as great, then I think you'll have trouble worshiping him because I think you worship him according to his greatness. According to his greatness. And for as it's very personal, then I believe a lot of times we worship according to how we see him as worthy. What's his worth to you and me? What's his worth to you and me? There's a scripture that talks in the Bible about forgiveness that says, to him is forgiven much, he loves much. And I believe that there's a lot of times when people's perception of who they are and how much God loves them and forgives them, it increases their desire to worship him for who he is. And sometimes maybe we have trouble because we don't seem as very important. That he's really not that important. He's really not done that much. And so I worship him based on my evaluation of who he is. And I just say he is worthy. He is worthy. What's he worth to you? What's he worth to you? What's his worth? And if he's worth as everything that he is, then you can't help but worship him. You can't help but worship him. I believe that worship is a time to celebrate who God is. Kind of along the same ideas as, as being worthy is it's a time to celebrate who he is. Psalms 122, starting at verse 1. I, David said, I was glad when they said to me, let us go into the house of the Lord. I, di- I just, you know, I l- that's one of my favorite verses. I was glad. I was glad. You know, I wasn't grumbling. I wasn't upset. I didn't say, oh my goodness, I guess we ought to go to church. I was glad. I was glad when they said, let us go to the house of the Lord. Our feet have been standing within your gates, O Jerusalem. Jerusalem is built as a city that is compact together. Where the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord, to the testimony of Israel, to give thanks to the name of the Lord. For thrones are set there for judgment, the thrones of the house of David. I was glad. I was glad. David, he was looking forward to going. He was looking forward to going to the house of the Lord. You know, it wasn't something that he just felt like he had to do. But he was glad to go. And in Psalm 100, 
He says, make a joyful noise to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that he is the Lord. He is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name, for the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endures to all generations. David said that when he went to the house of the Lord, he was coming in singing. He said he was coming in, entered his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. It wasn't Jeff's job to pump him up. Oh, not that we think that. Not that we think that it's somebody else's responsibility, like worship wasn't good because, well, it's the worship team's fault. Well, then what about the fact you were supposed to come in singing in the first place? That kind of puts the responsibility on you and me. You know, that it's, it's not somebody else's job to make me feel good about worshiping. You know, I was glad. I came with thanksgiving and singing. You know, that's how I come. Now, I understand, you know, we all have stuff going on, you know. And let me say this. When you don't feel like coming, it's probably the time you ought to come. That's my observation. When you don't feel like coming, it's the time you ought to come. You know, and that's a sacrifice. Those are the days when you got to go, okay, I got it. I got to do this, you know. And sometimes we just be honest. You know, that's okay. Sometimes we have those days. But, you know, we can come. And sometimes just being with others and hopefully being encouraged can help us. But most of the time, I think we need to come with thanksgiving in our own hearts and, and singing ahead of time and not just expecting somebody else to make me have a good day. You know, that it's somebody else's job. You know, the big question is, how do you come? How do you come? How do you see worship? Do I see worship as something I go to or do I see worship as something I bring with me? Because it's a part of who I am. It's a part of my everyday life. It's a part of my sacrifice of praise, my surrender. It's who I am. It's not something I just come to. But it's in me. It's in me. And then we worship God because he's with us. Because he's with us. When we worship, he's with us. In Psalms 22, 3, it says, But you are holy, enthroned in the praises of Israel. There's some verses that say God inhabits the praises of his people. God inhabits when we come and we worship him. I like that God is enthroned in our worship. It kind of puts him in a place. Where's that place? He puts him on the throne. He's enthroned in our worship because, because he's the king of kings and the Lord of lords. That's his rightful place. And he's enthroned in our worship. He's with us. He's with us in his rightful place. And so we worship him because he's worthy. We worship him because he's with us. And we worship him because he's enthroned in our praise. He's enthroned in our praise. There's a couple of verses in Scripture that I want to I wanted to share with you that, that kind of they emphasize this point of God being enthroned in praise and how important it is. In Second Chronicles, Second Chronicles, the twentieth chapter, beginning at the twenty first verse. It says, when they had consulted with the people, they appointed those who would sing to the Lord. 
and who should praise the beauty of holiness as they went out before the army and they were saying, praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. Isn't that wonderful that they put the choir ahead of the army? How would you like that? Wouldn't that be something? Think about it. I mean, this was real, folks. This wasn't like, oh, that's a, this was real. They put the singers out ahead of the army with no weapons. They were just praising the Lord. I shouldn't say just, but I mean, hey, I would feel that way. You know, be like, okay, I'll praise him, but give me a gun too or something, you know. But it's, it says that they went out ahead. And it says, now when they began to sing and to praise the Lord, the Lord set ambushes against the people of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir who had come against Judah, and they were defeated. Wow. Wow. You know, they, not every time they went to fight did they put the singers out in front. But they did this time. And they put the singers out in front and it says, and the Lord set up ambushes and they were defeated. What does that tell you? That tells you that, you know, God had some value in his name being praised. His name being praised going into the battle. Going into the battle. The other, the other story I want you to see is in Acts, the 16th chapter. Acts, the 16th chapter, the 23rd verse. Having received a charge, he put them into the inner prison. This is Paul and Silas. And fastened their feet in stocks. Okay? They've just been thrown in prison. They put their feet in stocks. But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the prisoners were listening to them. So they went to prison. And what did they do? The Bible says that they began to pray and sing hymns. What does that tell you about them? That tells you a lot about them. And what would I do if I was put in prison and put my feet in stocks? You know, I'd probably call my lawyer, I suppose, you know. I, or I would say, this isn't fair. I don't deserve this. I would grumble and complain. I don't care about the other prisoners. They got their own problems. They probably deserve being in here. I'm not worried about them. There are all kinds of things we can do. But in that time, Paul and Silas were praying and singing. Wow. Does that tell you something about them? Does that tell you something about worship? How they saw worship? Yeah, they didn't say, well, how are we going to worship? We don't have no, we don't have no piano. We don't have guitars. We don't have amplifiers. How are we going to worship? I, 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 I think once, once in my lifetime, I think we ran out of electricity at church on a Sunday morning. I thought it was wonderful. Oh, just see what happens. What happens if the electricity goes off? Oh, we can't have worship, done with electricity. Really? Now, I think it makes it a little trickier because we're used to a lot of help from the instruments. We're used to something. But can we worship without all of that? You know, can we worship in jail? Can we worship when it's not always pleasant? And for those of us that have trouble singing and, and I'm one of them, I, I think, well, how would that work? I don't do, I don't sing very good. 
You know, I have trouble staying on key. I can't keep rhythm. How would that work? Well, there they were, Paul and Silas. I don't know what their ability was. I don't know what their musical ability was, but they worshiped. They worshiped. And then what happened? What happened? Then we see in verse... Uh, I shouldn't have looked up. Huh? In verse 26. Suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone's chains were loosed. <laughs> wow. God is enthroned in our praise. I believe God wants to act. Not just on Sunday morning, but he wants to act in our lives because we praise and worship him. We give him the glory and honor that's due his name. He wants to act in our lives, and he did here for these guys. Suddenly there's an earthquake, and the, and the prison, you know, and their chains were broken, and the doors flew open. Of course, the rest of the story is they didn't even leave, you know, because the jailkeeper comes and goes, oh, no, he thought he's in trouble. He's going to kill himself. They said, no, 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 it's all right. We're still here. We're just having a good <laughs> He didn't say this. We're just having a good time. <laughs> they didn't say that, but they, they were stayed there. And they led him to salvation. They led him to salvation. God is enthroned in our worship. He wants to move in our lives. He wants to work. When we give him glory and honor, let's do his name. Let's do his name. When we acknowledge who he is and what he has done and what he wants to do, when we look to him, when we say, you know what? He's worth it. He's worth it. He's worth it all. And we just acknowledge him. You know, I think sometimes, and I'm, I'm probably, you know, you know, we, we probably make worship too difficult sometimes, you know, but it's where we're at, and I don't see it going to change. But let me say this about worship. Remember, it's every day. It's every day. It's personal. It's you and the Lord. You know, you worship him. You worship him in your way. For some of us, we can't sing. You know, maybe we don't sing. Maybe we do sing. He doesn't care. I know, you know, the Bible says make a joyful noise. So we all qualify. We can all make a noise. So we can all worship him and acknowledge who he is. And the fact that he's worth it. He's worth our praise. Let's all stand. Heavenly Father, we thank you for who you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And Lord, we just thank you that we can not just worship you for a little bit on Sunday together, but Lord, we can worship you with our lives. We can surrender ourselves to you and worship you every day, all the time. Lord, we thank you for that. We thank you for allowing us to be a living sacrifice to you. Lord, we thank you for your faithfulness to us. Lord, I just pray that you just help us to just magnify you to who you really are. Lord, I don't think as we do that we ever get you to your rightful place. But, Lord, help us to, to put that effort into making you who you are, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And, Lord, help us then to live our lives accordingly. Lord, we just thank you for that. Thank you for being with us. We just pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. We do not take chairs down today. <laughs>